Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? I'll never see you again. Oh. Now give God praise. So now let me help you understand who you was talking to because you wasn't talking to a year. When you said I'll never see you again, you was talking to enemies that you've been fighting over years. Uh, is there anybody in here that's had to fight enemy for years? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Fight for years, and as yeah. soon as you thought you got through with it in January, it popped back in March. Yeah. As soon as you thought you rebuked the devil in March, it popped back up in June. Yeah. yeah. And so when you said, I will never see you I'll again, see you, you again. spoke boldly, prophetically. I'll never see you again. Whoa. Repeat after me, say, I'll never see you again. I'll never see you again. See, I have to help you understand this because when you've been fighting an enemy for a long time out of your past, you have a tendency of making plans for that enemy to be present in your future. So when you tell that enemy you'll never see him again, you're not speaking to where you're coming from, but you're also speaking to where you're going. Come on now. Where you're going. So some of you are asking God, why? Why did I have to have to go through this for a long time? Mm. Have you ever asked God why? Why am I going through this for four years? Why am I going through this for two years? Mm. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's because God had to make a big enough trap to drown all of your enemies at the same time. Wow. When God fights, God don't fight three and four battles. He fight one time. And so God will set a trap and let all of your enemies show up and kill them all at the same time. Touch your neighbor and say, let God kill You don't have to be in the flesh. Your God is going to fight. You don't have to speak against it. Your God is going to fight. You don't have to get in your flesh and speak back. But your God is going to That's it. Let me help you understand this. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. You got my... There it go. It says, and Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. Say, don't be scared. Stand still. Say, don't move. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Today. Keep going. Keep going. And for the Egyptians who you've seen today, you shall see them again. No more. Ever. Ever. Now touch over yourself and say, I'm not going to see this stuff again. It's not because you did it, but your God is going to fight for you. Now touch yourself again and say, I won't deal with this again. Because your God is going to move in your finances. Speak again and say, I won't deal with this again. Because your God is going to move in your body. He's going to move in your platform. He's going to move in your finances. The thing that you fought, you will not have to fight again because your God is going to drown all of your enemies at the same time. I need somebody to give God a praise like all of your enemies. I'll leave it up out of here. At the same time. I don't know if y'all yet believe it, but I think you need to understand what God has been trying to do. And and let me help you to to, to grab a couple of principles as we're rushing. It's so funny because the year took so long. Now it's leaving up out of here so fast. It's almost like the spirit of acceleration is coming upon you. That what took years will take days. Yes. 
come on, come on. That's for real. I only need 30 people to believe that. That's for real. Pastor John, where are we going in 2020? Well, we already talked about 2020, and, and 2020 is vision. It's the year of perfect vision. It sounds good. It's a great, easy, it's low-hanging fruit. I believe it. I prophetically declare it. Yes, it will be a time of great focus. It'll also be a time of great clarity and discernment. But in order to understand what 2020 is, we need to also take a look at what 2019 was and not just 2019, but the whole last decade, because we're not leaving a year. We're leaving a season. Everybody say 2020. The Hebrew numeric valuation of 2020 is found in the word pay, P-E-Y. Write it down, but I want you to say it. I know that it doesn't make sense yet, but I need you to say it. Pay me. I'm getting ready to help 1,400 people in here and the 500 that are in overflow. Look at somebody else and say, pay me. The word pay literally translates mouth. And so 2020 is the year of the mouth. It is a year to declare what God has shown you in seasons past. So the purpose of the last 10 years was to give a prophetic picture of where the church was based on not only our self-effort, but also the machinations of the enemy. And God wanted to show the distinction between what is him and what is not him. Because everybody that opens their doors is not open for the cause of Jesus Christ. There are some people that manipulate scripture to, to trick people into thinking that they can't get to God without an individual in front of them. They want to trick you into thinking that you can't get to God on your own. In fact, they don't want you to become a mature disciple. They want you to stay a weak baby so you always come to them. And then that's the way you become a spiritual slave. And before you know it, when you try to grow up or wake up, then they start saying things like, you won't be blessed if you leave. And they start praying witchcraft prayers and praying death over your family and death over your dreams and finance and I bind that devil in the name of Jesus so what was the last decade Pastor John if the if the 2020 year is the word pay which means mouth there's also a Hebrew connotation of a spark or an explosion along with the word that's being spoken isn't it interesting that of all the years that talk about what you say is 2020 according to the Hebrew and we are grafted in to the promises of God through faith but salvation is of the Jews so do not dismiss your Hebrew brothers and sisters or the cultural context so it ain't just 2020 in the Greco-Roman calendar it's actually 5720 if I'm correct 5780 is it 5780 5780 in the Hebrew calendar I'm going somewhere and so the 2020 means mouth somebody say open your mouth, open your mouth. yeah you got to say it like you mean it though say it again say open your mouth the last decade, I've traveled the entire world. I've been on many of the platforms that people who do what I do would love to be on. I am not the only person who's been on those platforms, but I am one of the few African Americans who can say that I've traveled across almost every continent to preach the word. And I've seen the good of the church, and I've seen some things that I believe wound and hurt the heart of God. 
What have I seen? There are some things that I've seen, if I can be honest, since we're here and I got 10 minutes, I might as well tell you the truth. Everybody that picks up a mic ain't thinking about Jesus. Some people are thinking about their own agenda. Some people are thinking about their own end. But then there are others, and many, many of them, who genuinely love God. But I've had a challenge when I've seen people who are one person in the green room and another in the pulpit. For those who don't know what the green room is, the green room is where we all gather after the service or before the service. And you can hear conversation, and I've heard them over the years, and it was shocking because I was like, but we just preached. Now we're talking about something else. Come on, you ready to go? I'm like, no, I'm cool. I'm going to go back to the Holiday Inn Select or wherever they got me staying because I'm cool. But here's what happened. God allowed me to observe over the last 10 years what is good and what is not good. He's also shown me some things in the leadership that needed to be addressed. Then he let me walk out my own path so I wouldn't be judgmental. Because it's easy to point the finger till it's you in the mirror. Nobody gonna clap for that. See, because I don't have any judgment for any other preacher or pastor. See, because I almost lost my whole family because I didn't manage pain right. And I'm all in the face of somebody that was designed to kill me, and I thought it was a friend. That's what the 2010 through 2019 showed me, that I'm not as discerning as I thought, and I'm not as spiritual as I thought. And if I mess with the wrong folk at the wrong time, they might take out everything God wants to do in me. And so I realized I don't really have a lot of judgment. I got a whole lot of thank you, Jesus, yes. and they, they, they say, yes. and God, you kept me. Is there anybody that God kept you. Yes. I don't have no help. Yes, I do. I do have help. God kept me. But here's what's funny. What I observed over the past 10 years, I now get to declare and implement in the next 10. I'm going to use my mouth to declare what God wants to do. Now, be careful, prophet, because when you start declaring the word of God, you agitate the Jezebel spirit. Oh, Lord. First Kings 19. Hurry. Only got a few minutes. We got 17 minutes before we're in a new decade. Anybody excited about that? First Kings 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Nothing worse than a weak man who's being manipulated and run by his woman. That's right. I like him. Where are all the men of God at? Where are the mighty men? Make some noise. Truth is, women will test the limits of your leadership to see how far they can go. But what they really want is for a man to say, this is what it is. This is the plan for the house. I'm the head. I'm the leader. Yep. I need you to trust me. Fall back and relax. That's it. I got this, boo. That's it. Okay. They not gonna talk oh, to they let another woman come in and lead them. Women of God want a man to be a man. That's it. <laughs> for real. Lead us. Where are we going? Come on. Tell me what you want. Nothing less sexy than a weak man. Dang, I'm not just, I heard something downstairs. Go check it out. <laughs> you 325 pounds. She's 93 pounds. You send her down there. Right. 
Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. All right, my boom like the family. We about to count it down.
to God. I know that you're going to be awesome this year. You're going to be awesome. You're going to be awesome because you're going to trust in God like never before. You're going to put pressure on his word, and we're going to stand toe-to-toe with the devil. He's going to give it back to us this decade. Yes, yes. family and all over the world is Dr. D coming to you live slash Kima Seabrook area. We want to wish you a 2020 happy glorious new year. I want you guys to understand that this decade is the time that we got to be serious about God's business. Either you for him or you against him. That's the bottom line, because the way the enemy is warring, he know his time is up. 
He coming to definitely do these three things in your life. Steal, kill, and destroy. And he ain't worried about trying to steal from you and destroy you no more, y'all. He going out just killing you. Okay? So, let's not play around with the devil. Let's not be lukewarm. Let's not be cold with God. Let's be on fire for the Lord. That's the word for this season. Let God change you from the inside out. I've been talking about that all the time. And they have a lot of prophecies speaking on the same thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrusting out there on the airwaves, on Facebook Live, YouTube. Let God change you this season from the inside out. Take responsibility. Acknowledge what's going on inside. Sometimes it don't feel good. But guess what? God want to bring you to that next level. And you can't move in that next level unless you deal with this stuff in his heart. Come on. And then you can be free to praise God, enjoy God, and everything that's around you, you can enjoy him, okay? So this is Dr. D. I just want to tell everybody on Facebook, I'm talking to my Boom Factor family that's all over the world, Canada, Alaska, California, Alabama, Africa. Happy, glorious 2020 New Year. Amen. Amen. It's good to see all of you guys. And we about to really have a good time. I'm going to give me some black eyed peas and some cabbage. <laughs> so I have to make the cornbread. Y'all like one of these glasses? That's how you text me. Kitchen was already closed. I know. Oh,
Facebook, or whether to start with CNN, or whether to start with Fox News, 
but we have to be very careful about where we go. Watch this, not just with our bodies, but with our minds. Because it is very possible that God is trying to warn you about certain places that every time you go there, you start feeling judgmental. Or every time you go there, you start having comparison. Or every time you go there, you start feeling like your life is missing something. And if I were you, I would put that Bible app on the front screen of my iPhone this year. For those of you who aren't saved yet, you might have an Android, but you could put the Bible app on there too. And I would find that thing that deletes some of the other apps. And can we all just make a covenantal agreement in the presence of God on this, the last sermon of 2019? Let's all not post our workouts until we have been doing them consistently for at least four weeks this year. Can we do that? Now, look at somebody and say, I don't have to post it to prove it. Because if I do the work, you will notice the results. I won't have to screenshot my sweat on the floor. Nobody wants to see your spandex. Thank you very much. Do a rep in the secret place. We'll know. We'll know. And it's really interesting how, how certain places bring me into vulnerability. And I just want to ask the question, have you lived long enough to know yet where you're most vulnerable? There were certain places where the enemy intended to attack, but because the king had somebody on the inside. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody on the inside that could tell you, like it can tell you where there's traffic, and it can show you on the GPS where there's gonna be traffic. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody on the inside like Elisha was on the inside and he was feeding information to the king saying, don't go there. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody on the inside? Wouldn't it be cool if you didn't have to go into this year alone, but you could have somebody on the inside wouldn't it be awesome if when Jesus Christ went to heaven, he sent down his spirit to live in those who would believe in his name? Wouldn't it be awesome if you had somebody on the inside, the spirit of truth, the spirit of righteousness, the spirit of God telling you, don't go there, don't think that, don't complete that, cut off that conversation, don't give them all that information. And here's the beautiful thing about it. God will show you where to be on your guard if you will give him the opportunity. Even this, God will even show you what days of the week you are more susceptible to discouragement so you can plan around it. For real. Y'all don't believe in God? That's You don't think he's in you? You don't think God can show you about yourself? What he knows from the inside out? You don't think the one who created you knows how to counsel you? And yet we all the time, we, we go into states of discouragement and then we try to pray our way out of them. 
uh, we got discouraged because of a mental game that we play. And no cliches can rescue us. New year. New you. Because if we told the truth, it doesn't sound as cute, right? Like what really has to happen for you to change is that Romans 12 says you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, so that means that you have to do things a different way for a long time until the pathways that were in your mind called neural pathways that were causing you to do the things that you don't want to do anymore, whether that's an addiction to pornography or whether that's an addiction to a substance or whether that's an addiction to food or whether that's an addiction to gossip or whether that's a addiction to judging people who struggle with pornography, food, or substances, because I can preach to everybody in the room. <laughs> I'll tell you, Pastor Steve, I don't, I don't struggle with these sins that you mention. It's actually great because I'm starting this new year with a pretty clean slate. I'll tell you, I've been walking with the Lord for a long time, and I don't really have any of these struggles except the one with self-righteousness that I am expressing right by on. saying that I don't need anything yeah. new from God this year. But to, to really have a, a new year, new, new year, new you, doesn't really work like that. Um, new year, new neural pathways. See, it doesn't preach as good. Right. Who's going to put that on Instagram? Right. But the fact of the matter is, for God to do something new in your life this year, you will have to save your strength for the things that matter. And that means you are going to have to listen to the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God will tell you, don't return that phone call. Don't return that text. Don't even go there. You'll start thinking something in your mind and the and the spirit of the Lord will Save. show you you can't afford to play with that. Yes. You can't play around with the yes. devil and then ask God to deliver you from the devil that you were playing with. There now. are some places you cannot afford to go this year. Yes. Your soul cannot afford it. Your joy cannot afford it. Your peace cannot afford it. And I've got somebody on the inside that can show me where the attack is. Wouldn't it be cool if some of the battles that you fought last year, you could avoid this year? So you'd be singing, this is how I fight my battles. And you're just sitting there. And they're expecting you to be swinging, but you're not fighting your battles by swinging, you're fighting your battles by staying away from the places. I know this is heavy for a party, but I gotta preach it. Gotta do it. Yeah. Because God will not strengthen you for a battle that He did not call you to fight. So you've gotta let go this year. Of, of the need to prove things to people. 
because that is not a battle God has called you to fight. You've got to let go this year of trying to of trying to make up for things that are in the past and that God has already forgiven. That is not a battle God has called you to fight. It is over. It is gone. The old is gone. The new is come. You have got to ask the Spirit of God what areas to avoid in this year. Okay, so Elisha is giving the information for the military attack. And I wonder if the Spirit of God is trying to give you information for the spiritual attacks that you're under. But you keep going to, to old places. And when he found out about it, not only was he mad, but he was determined to get rid of this guy because Elisha was a problem. Elisha was a, was a problem. Are you a problem for the enemy? I'm going to tell you how you can know if you are. If nothing ever goes wrong in your life and you never burn the toast, everything is so nice and neat and orderly and you never face any kind of resistance it means that the devil isn't threatened by you at all and here's how i know that from the text because again we often perceive that the presence of god is proven by the absence of problems right wrong couldn't be more untrue because when Elisha was giving the word of the Lord to prevent the attack for the people of God watch what the king did in verse 13 go find out where he is the moment that you begin to fill, fulfill the purpose God created you for the enemy will dispatch special forces raise your hand if you had some things happen this year that made you question if God even loved you, raise your hand. Be honest enough to raise it. I suggest to you, keep it up. I suggest to you that the reason you had some of your problems is because you are such a problem for the darkness because of the light that you carry. Somebody shout, I'm a problem. So let me tell you how you can prove that God is with you, okay? The way that you can prove that God is with you is not by the fact that nothing bad ever happens to you. The, the, the proof, my mom used to say, the proof is in the pudding. Well, I found out when it comes to the things of God, the proof is in the problem. How do I know that God is using me and that he has great plans for me? How do I know that God has put a big calling on my life? How do I know that God has something outstanding for my future? I know the size of my calling by the size of my problem. Y'all shout if you've been through something this year. When Elisha started telling the king where to look for the attack, 
The king of Aram said, you gotta find him. He's a problem. The enemy sent special forces for you this year because you are right on the verge of breaking a generational curse and changing a bloodline. You're a problem for the darkness. You're a problem. Thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And share this video with a friend. And don't forget, you can join me live every Sunday. Thanks again.